Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Small Town Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and I want to thank everyone for still hanging in there with me. You know, I appreciate it a lot, and we're having a lot of fun with this, and getting to just talk about things, you know, stuff and things, myself. I enjoy it. I really like talking about myself. (laughs) So thank you guys for sitting in on all that stuff. Um, So it's no surprise to anyone that I've probably been spending most of my free time these past few days, weeks, playing the new Pokemon Legends Arceus. I love the hell out of that game. If you go to my Twitch channel and you see all my past videos, that's been pretty much it. Um, I think there's only like one other video. It's an Animal Crossing video. So yeah, I've really been addicted to this game. And so much so, I really want to review it uh, for the podcast. Uh, Maybe for Twitch, I don't know how I'll do the review, but I'm definitely going to be on part of the podcast and I, before I even got into that I thought one maybe we should talk a little bit more about my history with Pokemon and two I need to actually beat Pokemon Legends Arceus first before I actually review it you know I'm only so far in and I was just thinking to myself like oh maybe you know you should actually complete a game before you review it so that's why I'm gonna take a little bit more time and I just wanted to talk more about I, at first I wanted to do the history of the Pokemon series. And then I saw like how many titles and like it spans all the way back from like 1996 to now. Excuse me. Excuse me. I got gassy buildup. Uh, but after seeing such a long and detailed history of Pokemon throughout the years, I decided to just kind of narrow it down a little bit more and really only talk about my history with Pokemon and the games that I've really played because I can't really speak too much to the other games in the in the franchise. So that's what we're going to do today. Talk a little bit about there. I'll mention some games too, like so that way we're not completely lost on what's going on and kind of what builds us up to Arceus. Like how do we get here uh, to Pokemon Legends Arceus from the very humble beginnings, but some would say the best beginnings uh, back in 1998 with Pokemon Red and Blue. See how I segued into that first game? It's like I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> so picture a young 10-year-old Bri-Fi uh, whipping out his Nintendo Game Boy, and that's not a euphemism for anything, uh, to sit down and play a game that he has only heard about and maybe seen on TV called Pokemon. Um, this would actually be my first foray into like the RPG turn-based type video game and honestly this was and still to this day is like my favorite Pokemon game I'm constantly playing it and make references to it hell I'm playing it again on my Twitch you know like that like that's that's this game is me man this like left such an impression I was 10 years old when this game came out when you're a 10 year old boy going out into the world of Pokemon like that like it couldn't be a better match as far as characters and just these cute little creatures and stuff anyway so you're in the Kanto region you got eight gems to beat then you take on the elite four um, 150 Pokemon the original gen one professor oak is the guy who tasks you with learning about Pokemon filling out the pokedex which I never gave a shit about I just wanted to battle And then, of course, you had your rival who was Blue or Gary, depending on what you set it to, or Booger, you know, just whatever name you wanted to give them. And, of course, the villains in the first series, which is more of kind of like a side quest 
then really like part of the main game it was against team rocket who they were just trying to use you know pokemon to commit crimes and steal pokemon to commit more pokey crimes and so that was kind of the game it was fun loved every bit of it they had some remakes with it like pokemon yellow which came out the following year which kind of centered more around the anime let you use pikachu instead and then you got all of the starters as you played the game that one was on the Game Boy Color, and then later in 2004, they remade uh, Red and Blue as Fire Red and Leaf Green for the Game Boy Advance, which I owned Fire Red. I also owned uh, Pokemon Yellow and loved all those games. Uh, moving on to Gen 2, which came out in 1999. This was Gold and Silver for the Game Boy Color. Now you're in the uh, Johto region. Still had eight gems in the Elite Four, but the added bonus was after you beat that game, you got to go back to the Kanto region because this was set like, I think, three years after the first game. And you got to replay against those eight gems as well. And I think they changed them up a little bit. And then you got to play against the old, the the original red character that you played in the first game and got to play against him. Um, Gen 2 added 100 new Pokemon. You had Professor Elm. And I think I had uh, the silver version, if I'm not mistaken, and um, your rival was like some weird little thief boy, if I remember. But then I looked it up, and it actually turns out that he is Giovanni's son. Uh, I don't even know what his real name is. But yeah, it turns out he's Giovanni's son, because guess what? Team Rocket's back in this game, and this uh, their mission in this game is just to kind of get the band back together and uh, commit more pokey crimes. Uh, as a special note, though, uh, this game was the first one to introduce a day and night cycle with different Pokemon appearing during the day versus during night. So that was kind of a cool thing. And I remember that it, it was like the internal clock of the game meant like there was only certain Pokemon you could get at a certain time. And so sometimes it would suck, but it was a really cool thing that they added with the game. Uh, moving on to, <clears throat> excuse me. Gen 3, which was Sapphire and Ruby. That came out in 2002 for the Game Boy Advance. I didn't own this one. It added 135 new Pokemon. They added dual battles, which is a cool thing. It also was like the first one to kind of give you, I guess, side quests in a way, like different things that you could do to collect items for people and stuff. Still had eight gems, elite four members. Uh, the villains in this one was Team Aqua and Team Magma, and they get a little more scary as the games progress this one team aqua wanted to flood the earth and team magma wanted to dry up all the oceans on the earth so like kind of like doomsday level shit man <laughs> moving on to gym gen four we have diamond and pearl and these ones are important because this is where pokemon legends arceus is a prequel to and so um it's funny because i make mention in one of my streams as a joke that you're you're with, uh, I think it's Galaxy Team is the team that you're a part of in Pokemon Legends Arceus, and so just listen to this breakdown real quick. So remember, Pokemon Legends, you're part of a team because you fall out of a hole in this guy and you and you join his team called Galaxy Team. So Diamond and Pearl in 2007 for the Nintendo DS, they add 107 new Pokemon. They add uh, the Wi-Fi feature, so now you can play over the internet. Eight gems, an elite four. Villains is Team Galactic. Galaxy Team? Team Galactic. Their goal is to create a new universe and destroy the current one. Because, damn. And in Pokemon Arceus, you fall through a 
space-time wormhole in the sky from another universe. I'm just saying, man. I, I said it as a joke in the stream, and now I'm thinking I'm right. <laughs> so I'm very curious to see how that goes as I play the game. Uh, after that, you got Gen 5, which is Pokemon Black and White. That came out in 2011 in the United States for the Nintendo DS. It was the... Oh, and then there was also Black and White... Black, like Pokemon Black 2 and White 2, which is an actual direct sequel to the game, uh, which came out in 2012, the following year. Uh, this game added 156 new Pokemon. They now added speech balloons for the characters because up to this point, basically everything was like... Uh, scrolling narration at the bottom of the screen now they added speech balloons so it was like multiple people could talk at the same time and it would look cool and stuff um and also they added a seasonal cycle so as long as they also had the day and night cycle but they also had seasonal cycles throughout years the year so even more variations on pokemon that you could catch when you could catch them and maybe what they look like so it's really cool stuff man um, they also added new battle modes like rotating battle, triple battles, and then uh, doubles against wild Pokemon, which is really interesting. Same thing, though. Uh, eight gym members, Elite Four. The villains were Team Plasma, who wanted to liberate Pokemon. And it uh, turns out that Geddes wanted to be the only guy to control Pokemon. Because, you know, that makes sense. Like, they're like, hey, everyone get rid of your Pokemon. That way, you, you know, they don't need us as masters. They need to be free. And then one guy's like, nope, I'm going to keep my Pokemon and rule you all. What's to stop everyone else from being like, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm just going to keep my Pokemon and fight against you. You know, I don't know, man. Uh, moving on to Gen 6, we have Pokemon X and Y, which is in 2013 for the 3DS. Um, and so far, up from Gold and Silver, I haven't owned any of these games, man. So, um, But what's special about X and Y is this is the first simultaneous worldwide release. Up, up until here, Japan always got it first, and then the United States and like the rest of the world. So it was pretty crazy to think like it took them that long from... 1996, when the first Japan release of Pokemon Red came out, till 2013, for them to finally be like, oh yeah, Pokemon's really popular, maybe we should let everyone enjoy it at the same time. But then also, you know, you gotta think technology and the internet and stuff, so <clears throat> getting a game a year later can be really detrimental to the storyline and stuff that you're trying to do. Anyway, X and Y... And introduces 72 new Pokemon. You can now customize your characters. They introduce fairy types, mega evolutions, sky battles with Pokemon that can fly. And, you know, they're trying to use the cool 3D aspect of the 3DS. Um, they also introduced horde encounters, like a horde mode, whereas 1v5 against wild Pokemon, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, eight gyms, an elite four, and the villains was Team Flare, and they're mission was pretty much just the annihilation of humanity because my god i kind of missed the days of team rocket when everything was just cutesy and just like ah we're gonna steal that pikachu and gen 7 is sun and moon which came out in 2016 for the 3ds as well introduced 81 new pokemon z moves which was like a special move that you can only use once per battle um they got rid of hms now it was more like certain pokemon would take care of like your your HM move technique. So now you weren't using like 
what do they call them? Like HM slaves, like a Pokemon that you just load up with all the HMs, like cut, strength, and surf, and all that. And that was the poor bastard that was just a tool for you to get through the game. Um, also, in Sun and Moon, this is where they get rid of gems. And instead of gems, they have what they call the Seven Trials. And this, I believe, is like the Alola stuff now. And I know this is like one of the newer anime ones that my son has watched. And yeah, I remember there's no gems. They have to do these trials, which are essentially gems. And there's people who are like captains of the trials. And sometimes you have to fight them and whatnot. Anyway, by the end of the game, they create a, a an Elite Four anyway. So it was like, oh yeah, it was still kind of like I did seven gems and now an Elite Four. Uh, however, now your villains is Team Skull and the Aether Foundation. And um, Team Skull is just like these... I don't know, mean people who couldn't compete in the trials, like just mean teenagers. And it turns out they're working for the Aether Foundation who wants to summon Ultra Beasts through like a alternate dimension type thing. I don't know. It's weird shit. And uh, then you have Gen 8, which is back to where I start owning a game. And this is with Pokemon Sword and Shield came out in 20. Or, oh, no, wait. So prior to this, we also... Um, for the Nintendo Switch, the first Pokemon Nintendo Switch title was Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee in 2018. I almost forgot about this one. Um, of course, this one just is a pretty much a redo of Red, Blue, and Yellow. Um, it's the first Switch title. It adopted a more Pokemon Go technique. So at this point, you know, Pokemon Go has been like in full swing. Everyone running around and stuff. And that's one of my honorable mentions coming later. <clears throat> so this game kind of adopted that for like the catching mechanic of wild Pokemon, but you still got the battle and you still had eight gems, which was really cool. And it also introduced co-op play. So two people could play on the same uh, screen and play together, catch Pokemon together and battle together. And it also entered this cool or introduced this cool uh, new controller. The um, what was it? The Poke Plus or the Pokeball Plus in, uh, controller. Which, because the game was designed to only play, only be played with one Joy-Con, which was really cool. It used motion controls, which was gimmicky, but still kind of cool. And so you could play with this one controller. So now getting back to Gen 8, uh, 2019 for the Switch. I introduced 81 new Pokemon, uh, Sword and Shield. And I had Shield, I believe. Actually, I think I still have it somewhere. Anyway, uh, this also gave us a little bit of open world gameplay. It was the wild area, which was just this little contained area. It wasn't the full game, which we were all hoping to get because, I mean, it was a Switch title. This was next-gen console Pokemon. We were going to get something great. We had Breath of the Wild already, and then we got this piece of shit. <laughs> um, they also gave us raid Pokemon, which was kind of cool. Uh, Dynamax evolving. Uh, you got to camp with your Pokemon where you could cook them special curries to heal them, give them special ability, and you could play with them. You could throw a ball, you could pet them, you could play with a little feather thing. It was kind of cute, man, just to be able to get to do that kind of stuff. Eight gems, you had to face off against their champion, Leon. Uh, the villains in this one kind of get a little more back to basics with like the main villain team, which is Team Yell which is one of your rival's fan clubs, and they're basically just like soccer hooligans on steroids. Um, but then there's like a little bit more villainous people. There's a Swordor, Swordward and Shieldbert. They're like these two brothers who lie about being descendants of 
this uh, Galar region's kings or whatever. And because the whole lie was these two kings, these two m- men saved the Galar region from some Pokemon. When it really turns out it was two Pokemon, the sword Pokemon and shield Pokemon, that saved the area from whatever ultra beast Pokemon demon thing they had to fight and you capture it later in the game. Whatever. Who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they talked about Let's Go Pikachu, and then finally that gets us up to 2022 Gen, Gen 8 still. There no new added Pokemon with Pokemon Legends Arceus. Set in the Sinnoh region, which um, I say Sinnoh, but this is uh, Sinnoh's past and where it's known as His- Hisui, I believe. And so this is like the prequel to Diamond and Pearl. Are like I want, Maybe not the prequel, but this is set... In Diamond, where Diamond and Pearl takes place, but in the past. And like I said, we're learning more about the game as we play through it. This is Pokemon's first true action RPG. And trust me, guys, a review is going to be coming soon of this game. I can't tell you how much. I mean, I can, but like, I just can't. It's hard to quantify how much fun I'm having with this game. But like I said, if you go to my stream and you look at all my past videos, it's all Arceus, man. <laughs> like, this is the game. Like, I play it in bed. Like, this is my problem. I can't wait to play it on stream. I'm playing it wherever I'm at. And so, like, so there's some key moments that the stream has missed because I just, I'm laying in my bed at, like, 1 in the morning playing through this game. Like, last night, um, I had to do one of the noble Pokemon battles and I had a tough ass time with it. I like up to this point, they were real easy and simple until I got to this one and I was struggling. And I thought to myself after I finished, it, I was like, damn it, I should have played that on the stream. <laughs> but I just couldn't. I had to know what happened next, man, because this game's so engaging. And so I can't wait to review it. I can't wait to talk about it more on the podcast. And we'll get into that uh, maybe next episode or maybe just I'm going to finish the game first and then we can talk about it. So that's pretty much the history of the main series titles up till now and kind of gets you to where Pokemon has been, how things have evolved to where they are now, and um, pretty cool stuff. And there was more than just this. There was way more than just the main series games. As I was looking through all the Pokemon games that have ever been released, and I thought two things. One, holy shit, there are a ton of Pokemon games in that touched so many different genres of game style and life. It's insane. And the other thing I thought was, while I owned way more of these than I thought, I lived a super privileged life that I never once thought about. (laughs) And so these ones, these Pokemon games I'm going to bring up are all the extra ones that I owned. Not like, not that, because this list is nowhere near the number of Pokemon games that were created, but these are all the ones that I owned. So starting off, and these these won't all be in chronological order. These are just the order that I found them in. So you got Pokemon Stadiums 1 and 2. These came out in 2000, 2001 from the Nintendo 64. These were awesome because uh, it weren't really like a core game. You got to play kind of like like these cup battles where basically Pokemon between certain levels and certain abilities played in like tournament style. And then of course there was like an elite four. You got to play against gym leaders and stuff, but it had mini games, which I remember loving the shit out of all these mini games. Some of my favorite ones is like you did like an Ekans ring toss. There was like lick a tongue eating sushi and you had to eat the most expensive sushi or something. Uh, Rattata races and, 
Magikarp jumping. Like, there was all kinds of crazy shit that was so much fun with it. And the coolest part was it came with, like, this attachment for your N64 controller that lets you put in your, like, red, blue, or yellow game. And you could transfer Pokemon from your original game to the Nintendo 64 to play in these tournaments. And, like, you could also play the games through your Nintendo 64. Basically, turn it into an emulator to play your games on your big screen TV or, like your 20 inch screen because <laughs> that was big for me back then um other stuff that i owned was the pokemon trading card game from uh, 2000 that was on the game boy color and that's basically what it was it was the pokemon trading card game set in kind of like a rpg like original pokemon style type game but you played trading cards instead of battle with real pokemon um, you had Pokemon Play It, which came out for the Windows, uh, like the PC. That was also in 2000. This was basically the trading card game tutorial tutorial mode. It taught you how to play the Pokemon trading card game. And then like the, the whole pack, like when you bought it, came with a CD to play. And also came with a 60 deck of cards broken into two 30 decks that you and a friend could play. So it was kind of like, it was a cool little starter kit to get you into the Pokemon trading card game, which... Of course, we've all probably at least heard of Pokemon trading cards or have played with them in some form or fashion. And I was a huge collector and player of the Pokemon trading card game. In 1999, we had Pokemon Pinball for the Game Boy Color. And I remember this being cool because it had a rumble pack with it. So when you hit bumpers and stuff, it would really rumble in your hand. And that was badass. Uh, and I mean, it's pinball. Pinball's great. Everyone loves pinball. You had Pokemon Rumble, and that was in 2009 on the Nintendo Wii. That was basically like a Pokemon beat-em-up, if I remember. It was like you you were a Pokemon toy, and you ran around, and you just started slapping the shit out of other Pokemon and collecting coins and crap like that. It was fun, man. It was good, dumb fun. Um, of course, one of the major games that we've all been fans of, I think, if you owned a Nintendo 64 and were a Pokemon fan, was Pokemon Snap, which in 1999 came out on Nintendo 64, which revolutionized what I thought Pokemon could do in the real world and made me really want real-life Pokemon. Uh, then, of course, in 2021, last year for Nintendo Switch, it was the new Pokemon Snap, which has outdone itself. I, and it's If it wasn't for Pokemon Legends... I would be still playing Pokemon Snap. <laughs> like, those are like my top two games right now. Um, you have the Pokemon Puzzle League that came out in 2000 on the Nintendo 64, which is like a puzzle match them up, you know, match three, match five, whatever. And that was kind of cool. Uh, I don't know if people remember this. I do. In 2000 on the Nintendo 64, they released Hey You Pikachu. It was a game where you had a microphone and you could talk to Pikachu. You could tell it to do stuff, tell it to come here, like you could play with. And that's all it was. It was like a pet simulator with a Pikachu. I don't even know if you could beat the game. I'm assuming you could. I have no idea what would happen. It wasn't like you battled or anything. It was just playing with Pikachu. And it was a really cool idea. And back then, man, what I was probably like 12 at the time. I thought that was amazing i can what i can talk to my game and it will listen to me holy crap you know that reminds me there was also another game when i was a little bit older it's like a shooting game it was like swat or something like that and you could command the npcs on your team with a microphone and like you know telling them to breach a door and stuff like that i remember that being a thing 
I don't remember it working very well, but I remember that being a thing. Anywho, moving on back to Pokemon. Uh, 2016 on the Wii U, we had Pokin Tournament, which was a Pokemon Tekken crossover. Not in that Pokemon were fighting against Tekken characters. It was just like the people who made Tekken made a Pokemon fighting game. And it was pretty legit, man. I still, every now and then, pick it up and play like the whatever version that I, I think it was like a free version that I'd, I have. Uh, you can only do so much with, but it, it was a blast, man. And it was a really cool way to battle with Pokemon. Um, of course, 2016 on the mobile phones, we all got Pokemon Go. Our, I say we all, I'm about to sneeze, so I'm trying to hold it back. Oh, it hurts my brain when I do that, but it's fine. <laughs> 2016, most of the world got uh, Pokemon Go. However, people like me who owned a Windows phone, in which that was our first smartphone, we were not able to play Pokemon Go. So 2016, Mark, or well, late 2016, I think 2017, marks when I got my first iPhone because I could not wait for Pokemon Go to come to Windows Phone any longer. And so now I'm an iPhone guy. And it's all thanks to Pokemon Go. <laughs> and then uh, the last game I wanted to mention was Pokemon Unite, which came out last year on the Nintendo Switch and on mobile. It's a multi uh, a multiplayer online battle arena, or basically uh, MOBA is what they're called. And I've always heard the term MOBA. Never knew what a MOBA was. A multiplayer online battle arena. It's the, it's League, League's a Legend, Dota 2, those games. You know, you and a team, they go across a map, try to take out the enemy base, and uh, fight things along the way to level up your character. A really cool style game. It definitely, like, stuff like Pokemon Tournament and Pokemon Unite are giving Pokemon its own set of, like, e-game stuff, you know, where, like, hey, this is, like, tournament-style gameplay that, like, you know, you have Tekken tournaments, you have League tournaments and stuff, and now Pokemon's, like, having its own division of their games start to compete with these, you know? I don't know if they're on the same level, but as far as popularity goes, they're up there, man. And so it's pretty cool stuff to see. And, I mean, there's tons of other games, a bunch I didn't even mention. There was one, I remember when it came out, I can't, it was early 2000s, it's called Pokemon Coliseum. I think it was 2004. And I remember just like, man, I've played Stadium 1 and Stadium 2. I have no desire to play what I'm thinking is another Pokemon Stadium. And then when I was looking at it uh, this past weekend, it's not. It's like... They said, hey, you know who's a cool series? Final Fantasy. So let's take Pokemon and put a Final Fantasy spin to it. Because that's ex that's exactly what Pokemon Coliseum is. And I think Pokemon XD, it was just like a sequel to it. So now I'm curious. Now I kind of want to play this game to see what it was all about. It had a super limited number of Pokemon, though. And like apparently it's notorious for being like ridiculously hard. So I really want to check this game out because it could be really fun to play. But that's it, man. That's kind of like the history of Pokemon games and my history with them. And just kind of, you know, wave my nerd flag a little bit. Like I said, all these games that I mentioned, other than the ones like the, like the main storyline titles, I mentioned the ones that I owned over there. But I owned all these games, dude. I was Pokemoned out from 10 years old till now. 30 33. <laughs> that is 23 years of ridiculous Pokemoning, man, like just going insane. And of course, Pokemon came out in 2016, so we're celebrating like the 25th anniversary and all that great stuff. So we're having a ball with it. Pokemon's having a blast. I love where the new game's at. I'm 
hopeful and excited for the future of the series and where it goes. My son's getting into it. Like he loves the anime, the first gen one. He likes watching me play Arceus. Like he loves when I play red and blue or well, just red on my PC and streams that. So like we're having a bunch of fun with it in the household and it's still a household name, man. They went from being like a game freak company that was under Nintendo making this game to now being the Pokemon company, which owns movies, TV shows, toys. Like it is this crazy conglomerate of evil corporation <laughs> that owns Pokemon, but it, it does such a fun job. And it, honestly, the mechanics of the game haven't changed since 1996 too much like they've just added new bells and whistles changed a few things here and there to give it a little more depth but the core gameplay and how it goes is still the same and and you see a lot of that with pokemon legends arceus and like i said we'll get way more into it when i talk about it but i'm excited i hope you guys are too and hopefully this was just kind of like a fun stroll down memory lane with all the pokemon games man uh Maybe if you guys want, we can talk more in depth about certain games and things that you liked and didn't like. I was just trying to do a quick overview. I say quick, haha. We're like 30 minutes into <laughs> a podcast. But, you know, this is a good place to stop about this point. Last episode, I think I went well over 40 minutes. So there you go. Also, I don't know how much longer I can uh, podcast consistently. Uh, I'm starting. Ooh, excuse me to get super gassy, but also I'm starting to get sick. Um, I don't know if you could hear in my voice this time is a little deeper, uh, drainage in my throat. And I'm assuming if the way it went with my son and then my wife, uh, soon after this phase is the sore throat phase. So I'm already downing medicine and just trying to like roid up <laughs> the best that I can. And hopefully it just passes quickly hopefully i don't have to deal with it as long as they've had and had it linger as long as they've had it linger but we'll see uh thank you guys for listening to the podcast this time around hey man i'm a small town nerd and this is a really big world so hopefully you guys enjoyed it hey that could be my thing like i'm a small town nerd and this is a big nerdy world like i don't know Ah, okay it sounds worse the second time but (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna play with that. I'm gonna shop that around and see if I can make that work, guys. But thank you for joining the podcast and we'll see you guys next week. Later!